Hey, welcome to the Street Shots Photography Podcast with the Switch to Manual guys. Uh, I'm Antonio. And I'm Tom. And this is Tom. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm actually here. The missing in action. No, not missing in action, Tom. You've been the busy Tom, right? Yeah, yeah, uh-huh. I yeah. have been super busy, but How, it's uh how's it great going? great to going well, going well, man. Yeah. You know, got got a lot going on and uh, haven't been shooting as much, but what when I, when I do it's more intentional, so that's got me thinking, you know. But oh, uh, oh, oh we have to mention this is our 59th episode. Sorry. I, wow. I keep forgetting to throw that into the beginning, but yeah. Yeah, we're hard to believe. Up, we're coming up to the sixtieth. Yeah, but uh, so yeah, um, you've been busy. Uh, I've been kind of busy, but not really. You're you're probably more busy than I. You got a family. You got dogs. <laughs> <laughs> How did you guys survive the heat? That was the, that that really nasty uh, Arizona heat that that happened a little while ago. Well, you know, it's all relative. You get you get used to the heat, and it's, I jokingly say it's like riding a motorcycle, you know, over 100 miles an hour, things don't change that much. <laughs> over, <laughs> over 100 degrees, it doesn't matter, right? Yeah, pretty much, you know. You just hunker down, and you're mostly in air conditioning, um, you know, either in a car or in a building, but... Uh, but yeah, it is intense. Yeah, it can be, you know, it can be dangerous. And you Dude, I saw, be I saw a photograph of a garbage can actually from Tempe that was melted on the sidewalk. Huh, wow. I yeah, almost said that well. to you. I almost, I was like, I was like, <laughs> but I figured, you know, you don't need to actually see what was going on because you're experiencing it. But I was like, the thing melted. Um, wow. It was so hot. So. Yeah, Cat- Catalina's still adjusting to the heat, so... That, oh, yeah? That, that's an issue, yeah. <laughs> She's but, a personal air conditioner sort of around her neck so that keep her cool. Yeah, we're actually trying to find one of those little bottles that can spray water and mist, you know? Oh, there is there is a little... Um, I saw in some catalog, like a little fan that you could wrap around your neck, and it blows uh-huh. air, you know, towards your neck. It looks a little silly, huh. but, you know... When you're talking about hundreds of degrees of temperature, you know, you don't really care about how you look. You just want to be cool. Yeah, totally. Yeah. So, all right. Well, I'm glad you're surviving. We're, we're having kind of a lame summer here. So, although I hear today is Monday night, I think uh, Wednesday is supposed to go back up to the 90s. So, I'm looking, mm. I'm not looking forward to that because I have a crappy air conditioner. Yeah. Hot. <laughs> uh, yeah. Hot and muggy is hard. But yeah. don't sell yourself short because I know you've been busy and you're doing a lot of interesting stuff that I want to hear about. So yeah, we can... yeah. So, uh, yeah, okay. So a bunch of things. Let's go over the li- <laughs> I got the list. <laughs> uh, a few days ago, I filled in for Mac on uh, Shutter Time with Sid and Mac. Um, and it was just me and Sid. And she asked me to be on the show and she wanted to talk about photo DNA. And she pulled that idea from the episode, I think for us was 54 maybe or 55, where we talked about the photographs that affected us. And somewhere Uh in that, yeah, and somewhere in that I mentioned, or you mentioned, photo DNA. Um, Hmm. So I want to leave it, 
I'm not going to talk about it. I want to leave it so that people who are listening to this show will tune into Sid and, you know, Shutter Time with Sid and Mac and listen to uh, Sid in my conversation about uh, photo DNA. I thought it was a very interesting talk. Uh, we went a little all over the place, but, uh, you know, um, it was great to I, fill in for Mac. It's hard to fill in his shoes. Uh, and I don't have a sultry voice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, it's fun to change it up. And so we can put a link to that show on our. Yeah, I'll, um, I'll definitely notes. do that. Uh, also, uh, coming up in October, October 7th, I'm going to be leading uh, the uh, a Kelby Worldwide Photo Walk in Brooklyn at uh, Greenwood Cemetery. Um, so, so it's Saturday morning from 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. So I'm throwing that out for anybody who is in the Brooklyn area or in Manhattan or New York or New Jersey who wants to come in, take a tour around Greenwood Cemetery with your camera and me uh, and the chance to, I, I th- you know, anybody who uh, goes on the walk, I at the end of the day, I choose um, a picture, uh, the, be- the picture of the day, and that goes up to uh, – the Kelby headquarters and with all the other pictures and uh, you have a chance to win some prizes. But the, the main thing is to go to someplace cool with a bunch of photographers and take a lot of pictures. So uh, I wanted to mention that. And, and uh, Tom, I wish you were around for that walk. That would be a lot of fun, but um, you'll be there in spirit and no pun intended. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Greenwood. Yeah. Part of my spirit is in that place. Yeah. Um, Maybe we'll see some uh, of the, uh, the um, hawks that fly around there. Uh, yeah, that'd be awesome. Yeah. yeah. So and I, go ahead. those photo walks are a great event. I remember, you know, I, I did one the year that you did it in Red Hook. And, yeah, uh, yeah. It was a fun group, good bunch of people. Yeah, I decided and, I decided to skip Red Hook uh, this year, just to shake it up a little bit. Also, Red Hook is changing a lot. You wouldn't, you know, when you come back, you might not recognize parts of it. Um, huh. And so I thought, you know, I, there's so many good photo opportunities at Greenwood and it's historic and I'm getting yeah. to know the place a little bit. So I thought I'd change it up a little bit. But uh, there's 50 slots. Uh, they'll probably fill up. So if you guys want to uh, come along, sign up soon. I'll put a link uh, to that in the uh, show notes as well. Um, also, uh, Tom, I was thinking about this and I want to float the idea out to our listeners about I do a, a street photo class in in Brooklyn at a place called Brick was where I work, and uh, it's a an actual class. People come together and you know we we do a three hour class and I do a presentation and we go out and photograph and then we come back and share pictures. But I wanted to throw out the idea to everybody and maybe even to you, Tom, what you think about it, about doing a virtual street photo class. So the idea is that the students gather, uh, we gather together on the internet. We uh, I do a little presentation. Um, people can ask me questions via whatever system we set up. Uh, they see um, my presentation. The whole idea of my presentation is to get people psyched uh, about street photography and do a lot of tips. And then wherever everybody's located, when we're done with the presentation, we go out for like an hour, go and take pictures, come back, and then share them. With, the class gathers again, and we share them back on the Internet for a, a final wrap-up. Um, how does that sound to you? I think it's a great idea. It sounds it? really fascinating. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I just need to figure out the technical parts of it. And uh, I got a couple of people I can ask about that. I'm trying to figure out maybe anybody out there who's listening might have some idea about the best way to do this. I have a keynote address and, and then a way to share the pictures. And I'm trying to make this system really simple. But uh, um, if there's any interest in that, can you guys 
uh, email us at info at switch to manual.com if you have any interest or if you've got any suggestions about how we could actually run this. Um, and the, you know, the one thing that might be tricky to do is with people in different time zones. So I might have to do a, uh, a class for specific time zones. Like it would be a little bit harder maybe for someone in Europe and someone in California to actually attend the class at the same time because um, I don't want anybody going and photographing at night. So I might actually do different time zone things. But if there's a real interest in this, I'm going to see if I can put that together. Um, and the other thought was that maybe we could also do our, in the same way, do our original switch to manual class. So you could be involved in that too because you could be on your end. You know, if the schedule uh -huh. allows it, you and me can be together talking to some students and we can do kind of the same thing. So, um, yeah, I love it. It's a cool idea. Just take, you know, taking advantage of uh, technology. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we can't always gather together in one place to actually do it. But I, I, I really feel like our classes could could benefit from, you know, some of this kind of technology. And if there's people willing to do it, you know, that would be great. So um, I'm putting it out there. Uh, if there's an interest, uh, I'm interested in doing it. I just need to figure out the technical know-hows, but um, maybe you guys out there can uh, help me uh, figure this out, help uh, me and Tom, and uh, and we'll, we'll get back to you on that. Um, last thing, which will then lead us into what uh, we're going to talk about, but the last thing is that uh, this weekend I went to Jacob Reese Park for uh, a beach trip. That's uh, in Brooklyn. It's a really nice beach, uh, and I haven't been there in years. And hmm. I just happened to be sitting on the beach with uh, Elizabeth, my wife, and um, we're just about to pack up. And all of a sudden, this guy comes up to me, and, and he's one of my students who took uh, a street photography class at Brick, a um, guy named Daniel. And uh, I was like, he's like, Antonio. I'm like, oh, and I forgot his name. <laughs> so all right, I want to shout out Daniel. I, now I remember your name. And, you know, um, and we ended up talking for a little while. And, uh, you know, the dude has got, he's got this Polaroid um, camera tattoo. <laughs> it was like hard to know. I'm like, dude, you've got a tattoo. Like, uh, he's a, um, I believe he's a high school teacher, um, n not a professional photographer. But like, I'm the professional photographer, right? I should be having the, the camera tattoos. Here's this guy with the camera tattoo. Anyway, yeah. I asked him about it. And, um, it brought up a discussion about an organization uh, that he was involved with, thinking a school called Photo Voice. Um, and I went and checked out their website. And I, I want to read this. Uh, if you guys can, in, I can in, indulge me for a second here. I'm going to read from their website. All right, the uh, Photo Voice, uh, our vision and mission. Photo Voice's vision is for a world in which everybody has the opportunity to represent themselves and to tell their own story. Our mission is promote the ethical use of photography for positive social change through delivering innovative participatory photography projects by working in partnership with organizations communities and individuals worldwide we will build the skills and capacity of underrepresented or at-risk communities creating new tools of self-advocacy and communication uh, then they go on to say why photography photography is a highly flexible tool that crosses cultural and linguistic barriers and can be adapted to all abilities. Its power lies in its dual role as both art form and a way to record facts. It provides an accessible way to describe realities, communicate perspectives, and raise awareness of social and global issues. Its low cost and ease of dissemination encourages sharing and increases the potential to generate dialogue and discussion. So 
um, one of the things I want to do is I'm going to get together with him and talk about this organization because uh, I think he had something to do with it with his school or something like that. I don't know. We didn't have enough time to talk about that. Uh, I'll put the link in the show notes. But um, you mentioned you heard something about this organization, yeah? Yeah, and the um, psychology PhD program I'm doing through Pacifica Graduate Institute, which is actually based in California outside Santa Barbara, even though I'm living in Phoenix, Arizona now, but I, I fly to California once a month. And it's all about social transformation. And, um, you know, part of it is liberation psychology. So it involves social justice. And so, um, and within the sort of like the methodological kind of component of the program, um, visual images and photography are just part of the data gathering strategies and tools that more and more people are using, you know, to try mm -hmm. to work towards social change. So I had seen a reference to it, you know, and I hadn't really looked into it until you, you mentioned it to me. So I, I, I since, um, you know, checked it out and want to learn more about it myself. So maybe we can even, you know, find a contact through them and do a podcast devoted to photo oh, voice. Yeah. Yeah, that would be great. I would like to um I love discovering stuff like this. And and what's really interesting about that and, and bumping into him and and uh, the idea of what we wanted to talk about tonight. Um Yeah. You uh -huh. had brought up the idea, you know, sometimes for the audience, we 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 do these uh podcasts sometimes really quickly. Like this one we just sort of dropped and like, let's do it tonight. And we come up with a subject really quickly, but sometimes the synergy sort of works. Like all of a sudden, you know, we come up with an idea or Tom came up with the idea to let's talk about, I mean, what did you want to talk about? Tell everybody. I mean, well, I've been, I've been using my phone a lot more, um, you know, and I, so I've just been for taking mindful. Yeah, uh -huh, for taking pictures. And I've so I've been mindful of the difference of, um, you know, shooting with my phone versus picking up the camera because I've I've been using my camera less. But when I when I do um, use it, you know, it's with more intentionality. And and so, yeah, I just thought, you know, this is kind of interesting because um, like when we had Ron Haviv on way back when he talked about his phone as, you know, another kind of um instrument another tool and and depending on the situation you can switch from one to the other so in a way it's sort of a um fluid continuum where you know we're capturing images and and the, the tools are the tools but you know because i have been using my phone quite a bit and the camera less um but it, it makes me actually want to use my camera more because there's really yeah there's just something cool about like when i have the camera i feel like all right now i'm i'm <laughs> I'm like, I'm doing photography. No, you know? doing I photography. Mean, I'm just, yeah, I'm shooting. I'm like, I'm, it takes me to a deeper place in myself in terms of my desire to, to, to witness the world, even though, you know, I see something beautiful, I'll grab my phone. And as we all know, we can get amazing images with the phone. And, um, but I don't know, I, I, this kind of brings out the purest in me, you know, I feel like I'm channeling you, Tony, because, you know, you're, <laughs> you know, tend to sing the praises of sort of like the, the, the power of an actual camera, but I'm, I'm totally with you on that. I mean, I know you use your phone a lot. Oh, I use well, my phone but, a lot. Yeah. And just yeah. A, a disclaimer in case everybody's, you know, now rolling their eyes, listening to us, like, this is not going to be this, 
conversation about uh, which is better than what, right? No, we're, no, no, no. No, we're no, not no. talking about that because it's been done before, and then there's you know tons of discussions about which camera is better and which is what. None of that crap we're going to talk about because <laughs> you know <laughs> who really cares? It doesn't matter. It's just uh, I like when you brought up this idea because it it I, you know I started jotting down the notes for the show and I started thinking about okay. Well, what is it that is different about when I, you know, use my camera phone or when I use my regular camera? What what's going on? What am I doing? Is it just a matter of convenience? Is it a matter of uh, artistic um, choice? Um, it there's there's many factors that go on. Um, there's something really cool about you know having this thing with you all the time that's you can that you can take pictures with, uh, which is something I've never had. You know, this is a relatively new thing. You know, I don't, I didn't grow up with a camera, you know, attached to my body uh, uh-huh. all the time. So, um, so it's, it's, even, the, even, even though we both got to a point in our lives where we did have a camera with us all the time. We did. It's, it's, um, let's see. It's not always practical. <laughs> right, right. No, you I know? mean, I'm just, I'm just saying, you yeah, know, yeah. it's like. Yeah, we didn't we didn't grow but a lot of people are growing up with like having that camera at their fingertips and they don't even know what it's like not to have that capacity to capture something. So it's just kind of interesting, you know, that yeah. you, that you and I are of a generation where we did not grow up, you know, with like cell phones when we were kids, you know, they came later in life and um so yeah, it's just another wrinkle in the whole kind of evolution of um the tools that are available. Yeah. I didn't mean to kind of jump in there. No, that's fine. I don't mind. Um, I mean, the, 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 I started writing down these like sort of bullet points about the, the the differences, but what is it about a, um, that you need to, to use a, a phone camera. And the first thing I came up with, which actually just sort of popped in my head, surprisingly, was that when you're, when you're using your, cell phone camera i hate even calling it a cell phone they're not even cell phones right the yeah the phone is just an app on there i i, I barely make any telephone calls anymore but for lack of a better phrase we we call it a phone camera but i'm realizing you almost need a different skill set when you're using your phone camera right mm-hmm. yeah it's the, true the thought process was okay well the difference is i've got my my what am I using? My Fuji X100T with all the dials on the outside. So I've got all the controls and stuff like that. And I have to dial all these dials and I have to do all these menus to get my settings. And that's one skill set. And that actually crossed over from, you know, analog photography very easily for me. You know, going from, you know, shooting film to uh, D- DSLRs, I could, the, the cameras look the same. But when, you, when you're using your iPhone, or I'm, I'm using an iPhone, um, yeah, uh-huh. Android. Uh, that there's a whole new skill set that's needed. It's the 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 stuff that you're doing on your regular camera doesn't really translate to your phone because you have no dials and switches and stuff, and everything is kind of software based. And absolutely, absolutely, yeah. And so how how are you managing with that? Because well, I, you know, I, I, you know what's coming to mind for me as you're saying that is like, I, you know how we've talked about before that experience of like seeing through the camera, whether you're looking through the camera or not. Right. Um, like you get to know your lenses so well, you can just sort of kind of 
feel a space and feel your way into it. And you can, um, depending on the lens you have on your SLR, you can just point it in a certain direction and you just can feel into what that image is going to look like. And, and, and as, as you're talking, you know, I just, I I realize I, I never have that feeling with my, with my iPhone. I mean, I know it takes great pictures and I'll see something that's really beautiful and, and I love some of the pictures that I've taken, but I never have that same feeling of like, I'm, I'm, my vision is sort of like within the world of the phone. Whereas with, when I have my camera in my hands and maybe that's just because I have thousands more hours of looking through the camera, but I don't know. It's a different sensibility for me. Do you think it has anything to do with the fact that with your regular camera that you're looking through an optical viewfinder and you're seeing the world as it is where when you're looking through your iPhone, you're seeing the world as your iPhone sees it. I mean, that might be playing into it a little bit. Yeah, that, that, that's probably part of it, you know, part I of mean, it, but, but I know what you're yeah. saying too. It's like, it is, there is some different, uh, interpretation, uh, I think when, yeah, when you're looking through, uh, the one device or the other. Um, I feel like with the iPhone, and like you were just saying, there's a lot of less, you know, I mean, you know, you can get into it and you can be controlling all different kinds of things. And, um, you know, uh, but for the most part, I don't know. I feel like the phone is more kind of plays more into it in a weird sort of way. It's like with the camera, it's sort of like, it just becomes an eye, you know, and you're gazing mm-hmm. on the world. Whereas mm-hmm. the i, the iPhone, it's more. Um, I don't know. That's. Mm. I think you get what, what I'm trying to say. I, I do. I can't, you can't quite put words to it. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, what what uh, what iPhone do you have? May I ask? I have the. Uh, Six. What's yeah, the newest six. one? The seven is the is the latest one, and there's a seven okay, and there's yeah. a seven plus. There's like the big screen. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. I have the six. You have the six. Okay, so um, it's a pretty decent sized screen. Uh, I, I remember mm-hmm. I have the seven plus, which is the largest iPhone you can get. Uh, so it's a very large screen. It's like looking at at like television in some way. Not really, mm-hmm. but, you know. It's it's really big. Interesting. Yeah. Um. This one's got two lenses on it, um, just to um, um, point out. One is a huh. regular wide-angle lens, and one's a telephoto lens. So there's a little trick to this. That what what they have is um, instead of doing a digital zoom, you can press a button and you can get a two times zoom, which is uh-huh. apparently an optical zoom. But um, a little trick I've I wanted to mention now that I'm thinking about it is yeah. that if the if you're shooting with your with this iPhone and it's too dark, that second lens isn't really uh, working, um, the camera turns it off and it uses the wide lens to zoom in. So you're actually not getting a real zoom on it. But um, mm-hmm. that was a little tip I wanted to throw in there. That someone told me. <laughs> but, Interesting. Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, what was the other thing I wanted to point out? Um, oh, so how about this? The uh, what are you crinkling there? Um, you know, I think the mic might have like fallen on down onto my shirt. Okay, oh. is that better? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Yeah, I thought it was scratching your new beard. That could be it too. <laughs> 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 uh, 
Yeah, Tom has now, now, now joined the club. I, I could never grow that beard that like that. It would just drive me. I, I get to a certain point, and then my, my skin's scratching like crazy. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> um, That's okay. I, I can totally relate. Somehow I just powered through that this time, and <laughs> now, I, now I have a beard. You know, I yeah. don't know. Uh, okay, where was I? Oh, okay. Yeah, iPhone. Um, yeah, iPhone. So let's see. Okay, where was I? Oh, right. Okay, okay. The other thing I wanted to talk about. Um, uh, I, I, I wrote this. I'll just read it. So the camera will always be changing when new applications come out or new phones come out um, with new internal specs. So th- th- it really occurred to me that when you have a regular camera, right, so you've got your, your Canon, I've got my Fuji, they kind of stay the same for uh-huh. as long as you own them. There might be firmware updates that they sometimes release. And Fuji is not releasing any firmware updates for my camera. I'm really upset about that. But, you know, they tweak the software a little bit. But the camera basically stays the same, right? Uh-huh. Right? But think about it. You've started with an iPhone. I don't know what your first iPhone was, but mine was like the first one was the iPhone original. And it's evolved through this one. And each time a new phone comes out, there is, like I was mentioning about this second lens, there's something new that you have to learn or the applications are changing because the only way that you're taking pictures on a phone, right, is using applications. Unless you use the built-in one with the, with the, with the, uh, that comes with the phone. But even that changes over time because they, every time they increase the software number, the, the program changes. So you have to start learning something new right mm-hmm. yeah it didn't even occur to me that, you know like i have to keep doing this i have to keep paying attention to what is changing more or less yeah to, to and, and the phone and the phone is doing more and more you know on its own maybe that's why i feel a little less kind of ownership of the images that are being produced it's more like you know this i'm just kind of aiming this little device i yeah, don't know yeah. Um, but you know, the, the other thing that totally intrigued me though, was, um, a comment you made in the notes leading up to the show was how, I forget exactly how you phrased it. Um, we've got it here somewhere, but it was something about like, we take so many pictures. I mean, even, you know, for uh, us photographers who like, you know, are sometimes shoot thousands of images, um, in a short span of time, it's like, there's still something about the kind of constant flow of images from your phone and maybe because it is you know quote unquote just a phone so you're just kind of like you're just doing kind of like random weird fun stuff and and you kind of like you forget what what you even take you know (laughs) absolutely oh my gosh yeah um i mean i don't even always go back and look at everything you know it's like i i kind of will remember like I mean, you've talked about waiting for the film to come back mm-hmm, to you in, mm-hmm. in film days. And, you know, we all know that feeling of like shooting, you know, several hundred digital images coming back and like feeling like, I think I got something really yeah, good in here. Yeah, yeah. And I can't wait to look at them, you know, but like, I don't even do that with my iPhone. I mean, I I'm, I might think, oh, yeah, you know, I, I want to go back and look at that shot because that was really cool. And, you know, and, and maybe I'll do that occasionally. But I would imagine we've all had that experience of like looking back at the images on our phone and like, wow, I forgot I even took that. <laughs> you know, uh, I'm, I have that exact same issue. And I, I bought the um, iPhone 7 with the largest capacity. So it's 256 gigabytes. Uh-huh. And I realized like I never <laughs> wow, dumped. That's huge. 
it is it's it's incredibly large and i i thought because i don't really want to have to worry about like dumping pictures off to like make room and so uh-huh. i just got the the biggest one what difference does it make i can just keep it in right now i've got shoot uh, my album on here i've got something like seven thousand images uh-huh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay to be fair not all of them not all of them are shot with my iphone right so yeah seven thousand seventy four hundred right and, that's, and then i've got videos as well so seventy four hundred that includes pictures i took with the iphone probably a bunch of shots i did with my fuji that i transferred over to do processing with because um, uh-huh. i do most of my processing on my iphone now so I just Wi-Fi over the pictures from my my Fuji to my iPhone. So there's a bunch of those on there. Um, Mm -hmm. They're the processed versions of those pictures. Uh, And then I've got screen captures. And then, you know, 4,572 pictures of my cat, Opie. (laughs) 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 That's that's what I think. They invented the the camera phone so so you can take pictures of your cats. Yeah, i got tons of pictures. But I, I know exactly what you're saying. If I go far enough back... I have no, I have sometimes no memory of the yeah. shots I took because I'm taking them all the time. And yeah, and there's a different kind of workflow, you know. I mean, oh you gosh, are the yeah. master of workflow, and everything gets kind of, you know, oh, I gotta, tagged and put away in the pr- proper place that so you can go back and find it. But well, can I admit something to you? Yeah, to everybody, and it's you know they're all going to kill me. I have I have the worst phone photography workflow. That I can well, I, I I think this that could be a whole. <laughs> podcast in itself seriously i mean who's who's doing that right you know oh my gosh yeah i think the only thing i've got going right is that my pictures on my phone are automatically being backed up to the cloud which then gets downloaded to my desktop computer which i can Mm -hmm. then import into lightroom once in a while but the order that they're in and the names that they're called it is just a real disaster and i won't get too far into it but hey hey all right (laughs) Johnny. Johnny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's a regular on the show. All right. Yeah. Um, hey, Johnny, how you doing? But yeah, no, I have the worst workflow. I don't, I, I haven't lost the pictures, you know, but I just don't yeah. really have them organized as well. And of course the phone doesn't really make it very easy to organize as well. I mean, they have these things called albums, but I, I think it's really kind of crappy, but yeah, I look back and I got, I got, tons and tons of pictures because i'm using the camera all the time and of course the pictures of the cat i remember but i don't remember when i took them i mean you know it's a shot of me and opie or my other cat mercy or ed you know i understand Uh what they are but you know a lot of the other ones i'm like okay well maybe i took those for notes you know because i i don't know you probably use your phone as well your camera oh totally for remembering things which is something that you know we used to not do um you wouldn't take your film camera or your regular digital camera with you to, you know, Lowe's to take pictures of, you know, the, the you know, the type of um, sync that you want to buy, right? Right, right. Or to remember a book you want to read, taking a, yeah, I mean, we do all kinds of shots just for different kinds of purposes. There's, there's a whole nother, let's, I hope we're taking notes here, Tony, because that, <laughs> that'd be another podcast. Like, what are the sort of non-artistic photo uses? But but you know what interests me is that, you know, like, I mean, seriously, you are, I think, an expert in terms of workflow. And and so, you know, your true confession is sort of like, wow, my film pictures are all over the place. And, and just think of, you know, like all the people out there shooting a ton that never stop to think about workflow at all. You know, right, I mean, right. it does. I think it does speak to that, like people not knowing what they have and. 
pictures getting lost and sort of just the whole ephemeral nature of it all. You know, it's like, I think that was another thing that you had mentioned is just, you know, we might show somebody, Hey, look at this, you know, and, and then, and then it's gone. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, to continue this thing about the, the too many pictures, when I was on with uh, Sid on shutter time on Friday, this sort of popped up in our discussion and I'll just tag on a little bit was that when, you know, you and I are of the generation that when we were growing up, we didn't have pictures being thrown at us on a daily basis. Right. Right. And I mentioned to her that I have this book about Pulitzer prize winning photographs. And it was one of the things that I've had in my shelf. And I remember growing up and I would pull that book out of the shelf once in a while. And I would look at the pictures over and over again. So I was always sort of immersing myself in the, in the same pictures you know, I might see like a, I might buy a magazine and see some new pictures, but nothing like Instagram or Flickr today where on a daily basis you could literally look through, you know, you know, thousands of pictures. And Right. Yeah, uh, it's a much different scale. It is a much different scale. And and you know, those pictures that I looked at over and over again are sort of embedded into my mind and we talked about that on the, on the previous, you know, time we were together. Uh-huh. Um, uh-huh. But today, the flood is so much, do I even remember what I'm seeing, you know? And, like, you talk about your yeah. own pictures. It's hard, to, it's hard enough for me to remember my own images that I photograph sometimes on the phone because I take so many of them. And, you know, I'll go through Instagram, and I'll, I'll like a lot of pictures, and I'll tag them so that, I, A, I can, if I want to go back to them, I can. But I almost have no memory of those pictures because there's so many photographs and and you know instagram is not just phone pictures people take regular pictures and put them on there but i just wanted to point out there was this flood of imagery that's coming from the outside and there's a flood of imagery you know on the inside coming from myself you know you're you're saying for you there's so many pictures that you're taking and and it you know includes notes and your family and you know your your tires and your car who knows what you're taking pictures of and who knows Sometimes why? Um, and I also wanted to mention this. Like I went to, I was shooting a, uh, a lecture, not a lecture, a, a talk where an author uh, who'd written a book was was talking about his book. And there were some people in the front row who were older women, um, older than us, and they had their iPhones and they were taking pictures of this author. And it got me really thinking about, I wonder why they're doing that. <laughs> Uh-huh. You know? <laughs> yeah and, you know there was a time when let's say we didn't have the self the cell phone cameras and like would they have brought their own cameras or their husband's cameras to this talk to take like you know their 35 millimeter cameras would they have brought them with them to take pictures of this author or is it just because they had their cell phones now that they they took the pictures with yeah, I think it's I think it's clearly the latter, you right. know. And but then, why? And then, well, why take yeah, the pictures? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, like... I, I. Yeah, I think that's a great question. I mean, it's it's not for the reasons that we would like. Typically, I mean, that people would even casually take pictures, but I I think it's like when you. Um, it's a little bit. Maybe it goes back to that primitive notion of like stealing someone's soul, you know. But oh, it's kind mm-hmm. of. It, but it's kind of like. I, you you kind of own a little bit of that person. It's like, I was there, and look, here, here's proof that I was there, you know? I right. don't know. I mean, it's interesting that you say about stealing somebody's soul, because 
I, can, I think I could feel that when I do pictures with my iPhone. And it's not just stealing someone's soul, but like stealing the soul of what I'm taking a picture of, which feels mm-hmm. very different than like what you were just saying before about being behind my ca- my real big camera, my 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 mirrorless uh, Fuji. That doesn't feel like I'm stealing souls. <laughs> yeah, I, I know what you mean because it's more intentional. It's like you you are whatever you're shooting with your actual camera. Yeah. You're shooting. Because you're a photographer, because, you know, then then a whole nother, I don't know, it seems like more factors come into play in that whole discernment process and intentionality. And then yeah. even even in workflow, as we're talking about, there's yeah. difference. Now, I, I want to put the disclaimer a little bit that I think this is just referring to you and me right now. There's a lot of professional photographers who are actually making a living by using a phone. Um, and, yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, I. I can't remember the guy's name, but there's another podcast I listened to called uh, The Candid Frame, uh, hosted by Abadian X Perello, and he had put on a, a street photography panel, and there was one photographer there who his whole life, uh, he talked about it, how his whole life changed when the iPhone came into existence, and he just only does street photography with an iPhone, and actually I resonate with a bunch of things he said. I'll, I'll see if I can put the link in the show notes for the episode. It's also a very, very good podcast. I... Suggest anybody who's listening to this show to go and go to his show <laughs> and subscribe to it immediately because fantastic interviews with fantastic photographers. Uh, X is a really good interviewer and he really does pull out some really great stuff from uh, the people that he talks to. But um, yeah, there are photographers who do this professionally with their with their iPhone. So I just wanted to put that out that like I'm not uh-huh. I don't think we're dissing yeah. those people at all. I mean again that phone camera is just another tool and um in the right hands it could do you know does beautiful things so but i get what you're saying about this this stealing (laughs) something um especially when we're using it for things like maybe not specifically going out to take a photograph with it but you know like even if i go to home depot and i'm like taking a picture of something so that Maybe it is possible that I might take something, a picture at Home Depot, and then I might order it on Amazon. So I am kind of stealing, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's lots of ethical layers. Yeah. And then there's the whole, you know, that photo voice, like, you know, images for social change. I mean, the fact that everybody's sort of armed with a camera and that those images can can be used to hold people accountable. And to so you're talking sort about of, citizen journalism, too, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And sort of. Yeah, and citizen journalism from the standpoint of like um, em- em- empowering people that might not normally. Yeah, citizen journalism. Yeah, I say that's it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm thinking that you know we're on Monday, and uh, it was two days ago with the um, with the guy driving through the uh, protesters in Charlottesville, yeah, and yeah. Um, how, how horrible that was, and the amount of, um, uh, you know, citizen journalists who, who captured that event uh, on their phones. Uh, yeah. And, I mean, there's some professional photographs of it, but there's a lot more of, you know, just people on in as part of the protest, um, protesting against the, uh, the, the Nazis and the KKK, and they're there with their cameras, and they capture this, this you know, horrific event. And, you know, that's not going to change. We're going to see... 
more and more and more of that. And um, it more or less is going to be coming from, you know, uh, cell phone cameras than, than regular normal cameras because not everybody carries around a regular normal camera all the time. Yeah, I agree. Um, it's It kind of feels to me like we're at this phase where it's like people, you know, suddenly vast numbers of people have the capacity to do what in the past mostly professional journalists were doing in terms of capturing capturing moments and in terms of holding people accountable and just kind of, um, you know, witnessing what an, an event that took place and and yet there's this sort of that, um, you know, there's all those instances where you just see, I mean, less dramatic, kind of less traumatic stuff, but just something happening of note and everybody's pulling out their cell phone. It's, there's a little bit of like an intoxication with the power of just mm-hmm. kind of kept capturing images and, you know, and that it's, there's just waves of that going on and that is producing new like kinds of social developments and it's affecting our society and transforming it in powerful and interesting ways and yet within that reality there's still the people who are um very intentional um and whether they're using the camera or or a a phone camera as you were saying you know it's not so much the difference that's not what distinguishes people but the people who are doing it with a higher level of intentionality, you know, mm-hmm. approaching mm-hmm. whether they're professionals or not, yeah, you know, that they're, they're doing serious photographic work and, um, yeah, but it's, I mean, you know, I've always been quick to say, you know, in this age in which everybody's a photographer, I think that's kind of cool and I don't have a problem with that, you know, <laughs> but I, I guess I am sensing a difference though, like, um, you know, between the people that are just, whipping out a phone and trying to capture what's going on around them because they feel it's important and people who have devoted their life to developing the craft. Right. Right. I mean, you know, we all have seen those pictures of people at concerts now and everybody's got their phones raised up, taking pictures or videos of the concert themselves. Uh And they are now experiencing their, their world or at least this event or this experience through a little, you know, five-inch screen that's held up in their hands um, above their heads. And I I just thought about this. I equate it to um, a while back I went uh, in the 90s. I went on a trip to Europe with my ex-wife. And I bought tons of film with me. I can't remember how much of it. It was like lots of Fuji film. And we went to, let's see. Yeah, we went all over, like, France and then Holland and Belgium and Germany Uh and you know this was the first time I was going to these places a lot of these places I'd never been to before and so I brought all my camera gear and I spent an enormous amount of time looking through my viewfinder on my camera and when I got back and I processed all the film I, I realized that my memories of the locations that I were had visited were the memories themselves were actually the pieces of film because I was looking through the viewfinder as experiencing these new places through a viewfinder. And so when I saw the piece of film, like, okay, well, that's exactly my memory. And I realized uh-huh. I sort of missed out on the uh, the actual experience of being in these places in some way. And, it's, you know, I'm not saying, I'm not trying to make any judgment call about it. It was just what, what I noticed. 
And uh-huh. tying that to now people are going to events and everybody's got their phone raised up, you know, on a July 4th event for the fireworks and everybody's got their phone pointed up at the fireworks, photographing fireworks or filming them with their cameras, camera phones. And I'm imagining, what are they going to do? Are they going to, are they going to go back and, and look at these videos and say, that's what the experience was like? Because I'm reasonably sure that, you know, watching uh, July 4th fireworks is going to be a lot different in person. Than it is. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Johnny agrees. He agrees. It's a lot different than, than, you know, having this little screen that you're going to be, you know, reviewing your July 4th on. Um, yeah, yeah. Well, two things occur to me in relation to that, you know, um, I guess the, the main thing is it just, it feels like, you know, maybe, maybe life itself is too big and we need to condense it onto a two by three screen mm-hmm. in order to deal with it. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm going to leave that one open. <laughs> because I, um, Hmm. Yeah, I yeah. just I'll just say following up on that idea. I mean, it's this cultural anthropologist that I like a lot, Ernest Becker. You know, he talks about a fetish. Wait, what's that, the name again? You know, um, Ernest Becker. Ernest Becker. Okay. Yeah, he won a Pulitzer Prize for denial of death in like seventy three or seventy five. Um, but you know, he 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 writes about um, well the denial of death, and he's he's kind of like you know a psychoanalytic. Um, interpreter of history and but he he talks about like you know we talk about people having like a shoe fetish you know the guy mm-hmm. goes and steals women's shoes or whatever and, but you know he unpacks that those any kind of fetish to say really people are trying to deal with the vastness of the universe by shrinking it down into something manageable mm-hmm. like a like a shoe you know mm-hmm. so i'm just thinking you know maybe maybe that's Part of what is happening with images, you know, we're we're trying to shrink the world down into a manageable bit, but then, but then we have like you know ten thousand bits, and we don't know what to do with them. That's that makes a lot of sense to me because with the same device that we're recording the pictures on, we are receiving a flood of yeah. stuff that is sometimes um, overwhelming. And mm-hmm. I know that because, you know, I, I look at my Twitter feed and especially like this past weekend and I'm like, I I don't know what to do. And so that yeah. might make a lot of sense. And, and uh, you know, younger people who are growing up into this, this is all they know right now because they all grow up with the phone and they're receiving their information through it. And in the meantime, they're recording, you know, whatever they're recording with it. So, huh. I, oh, hmm. That's very interesting. Yeah. I never thought about food, it like that. Food for thought. It is, definitely. <laughs> um, and so uh, just to go into, I wanted to do a quick rant. Okay. As a wrap-up or maybe as a thing. But yeah. Um, to me, the, the camera phone is a thing unto itself, right? You know, it's got its own mm-hmm. lens. It's got its own software, whatever it is. And a while back, I actually bought, um, I think I bought a lens attachment for my iPhone. It was a, it was a Kickstarter thing. Uh, uh-huh. I, when I got it, I was really excited and I played with it and I can't remember how it set it up. And, um, I think one of the things it did was give me a really wide angle lens. And I thought, wow, that's really fun. 
And then uh-huh. at some point I just stopped using it. I think I lost it. I actually, I couldn't even possibly tell you where it is now um, because it was so small. But I see all these different things now. People are hooking up to their iPhones for taking pictures like telephoto lenses and wide angle lenses and whatever else they're attaching to it. And, you know, my ranty part is like, if you're going to buy all that crap, why don't you just use a real camera? Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> there's this part yeah. of me that's like, you're going to get all this stuff. You're going to take this device, which is slips into your pocket nicely and comes out nicely. And, you know, it's not very intimidating when you take a picture of somebody because everybody's seeing these phones around. Or but if you start screwing on these big attachments, you know, and you put a little handle on your phone camera to, you know, to hold it like a DSLR. It's like at this point you're getting you're crossing over to the point where like you might as well just have a real camera. Yeah. And like, dude, dude get a yeah. camera. <laughs> get a, well, because then you're talking <laughs> about the intention, like you were saying before, it's like you're you're making this thing into something and you're intending to take a picture. Now, maybe that's actually a good thing, but I really think if you're going to do that, you might as well get a camera that is going to take probably better quality pictures because, I mean, the iPhones are really good. And they take, like you said, they take very, very good pictures, but they probably don't really compare to your, your, your Canon or to my Fuji when you really, you know, when push comes to shove, They're, uh, you know, everybody yeah. likes to compare. When, again, I said, this wasn't going to be a show about comparison, but you know, I swear, you put an iPhone picture next to a, you know, a DSLR picture, and you're going to see the difference, period. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, we're biased, clearly. Yeah, we're but biased. But I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you, dude. Yeah, so you know, you anyway, start... but the point is you're going to add all this stuff on. Just get a real camera and, and let, the, let the phone stand for itself. Use it for what it is. You know, it's, it's a simple device. It doesn't need all these attachments to it and by the time you start attaching everything you sort of lost the point of the whole thing to begin with so um i just kind of felt like wanted to throw (laughs) because that kind of stuff drives me crazy i have not bought any more attachments to my phone other than like a battery Um, Uh. oh but i did want to say this too when i get a new phone and i'm i'm an iphone guy so i love the camera on it and i think apple's doing some really good work with their like they're spending a lot of attention to making the photography and the on the iPhone really work well. But when I get it, the first thing I do with my iPhone is I don't start texting. I don't go on Facebook. I don't go on Twitter. Is I go out and test the camera. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, totally. I'm, I'm <laughs> like, to me, the thing is, this is a camera that just actually happens to have a phone or is a computer and it's got all the other stuff on it. But I, of, I often go out and test the camera. And sometimes I go uh, to Greenwood Cemetery, which is where I'm going to have the photo walk. Um, I think there was one time when I actually went out. I've gone out just with the iPhone uh, to test uh, the camera, and I've gone to Greenwood because Greenwood is a beautiful place to photograph, and it's not too far from me. It offers a lot of um, potential for really nice kind of artsy pictures because of the tombs and the, and the landscaping there. And I go and and I test the camera. That's the first thing I do when I get a new iPhone. So I wanted yeah. to throw that in because it, it is a very important device for me. It is part of my photography panoply or panoply. Yeah, Pana- panoply. Yeah. yeah, panoply, I think. Panoply. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah, no, I didn't, I'd be the last person to be putting down the iPhone. Um, and I'm not fact, putting down you know, anybody I, I, other cameras either. I mean, yeah. Google's and whatever else, LG's, I don't care. I mean, I'm not, I'm not uh, you know, I'm biased towards one thing, but, it, you know, everybody has their own. You know, camera. That's fine. Whatever, whatever you work with. So this is not yeah. about making one thing better than the other. 
And if Apple wanted to sponsor our podcast, I'd be all for it. <laughs> It'll be for like <laughs> testing the iPhone 8 when it came out. I'm very happy to, to yeah. give that a try. Sure, why not? Um, but that's the other thing. It's like every time you get a new phone, then you get an upgraded camera. You're, you know, you're, yeah. what do you have? A, a Canon 5D Mark II, right? Yeah. So yeah, it's and probably, I've just been stuck right there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, I mean, it's still a good camera, right? And Yeah, it's a great camera, yeah. Yeah, there's no reason to update it. I mean, I've got my X100T. They have an X100F right now, a little bit more megapixels, but it's essentially the same camera. I would, you know, in the, you know, if I had tons of money, I would probably buy it, but I don't. And it's probably better that I don't keep buying things, you know. It's like Reverend Billy says, right? <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> Stop shopping choir, is that what it is? Yeah, yeah, Reverend Billy and the Stop Shopping Choir. Yeah, stop buying things. But um, yeah, no, but every time I get a new phone, well, I could probably stop buying a new phone too. But, you know, at some point the phones become obsolete, you know, because they sort of build that in. And so, you you know, if you want to keep using a phone, you do have to buy a new one. But then when you do, you get something new that's upgraded. You get, like I said before, new software. Uh, you have to spend some time learning it. You might get some new capabilities in the camera like now with the iphones you can shoot um, raw i mean i don't know how long other cameras have had that probably longer than apple but on the iphone now i can shoot raw pictures should i choose to so that was something mm. i never had before that starts to put it into the realm of the you know a little bit more professional uh, thing to, to to do with your with your iphone so yeah yeah all right, dude. Well, we should wrap up. Tell yeah, us, that tell was folks good. where well, to find us. Yeah, that was fun. 45 minutes, maybe. 50 minutes. So, yeah, I want to see, uh, maybe you can share, you got any good iPhone pictures that, <laughs> that you want to share with us? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think, you know, I'm kind of off the deep end with Snapseed, but uh, so I usually am, yeah, just kind of, I'm loving that post-production kind of, creative stuff do you have the newest version the latest version nah you know probably not okay so there's uh, this is we're gonna geek out a little bit here right okay uh, the newest yeah. version or the latest version has let me just look at it for a second here so it's got all these first of all it's got your main tools right so you can crop uh, and you can rotate and blah, blah blah the white balance tool that came in recently was a was a you know um uh, 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 a gift from the gods because uh, I've been looking for white balance. Also, the Snapseed can edit raw pictures if you want to do that. But huh. Down at the bottom, which I had not scrolled down to for a while because I don't always go down all the way to the bottom. Uh -huh. But there, this, there's this, well, there's two of them. It's called Face. One is called Enhance, and one is called Pose. Now, the Pose one I leave alone. I think the Pose one actually starts to mess around with facial features. And so okay. it's just making you smile and stuff like that. And it's like, okay, that's, that's, that's weird. weird. Yeah. Like, let's <laughs> but the <laughs> one that's called Enhance is really interesting because it's using facial, tech, uh, facial recognition technology to then enhance features of the face. Now, it's a little bit of retouching, right? Uh -huh. So there's some things in there like, um, let's see. Oh, there's now, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, it doesn't have a face in this picture. Try harder. Yeah. No, I need a picture with a face in it. Hang on tell you what it's got in here it's really kind of cool uh, i got this picture of my dinner on here because <laughs> I, <laughs> I take pictures of my dinner too just like just like i'm like you know 22 years old right so here's a face <laughs> here's a face of a woman you probably have actually seen in our neighborhood 
I just want to get some some of these tools. Hang on, sorry. Okay. So um, there's two things called Spotlight 1, Spotlight 2, Smooth 1, 2, Eyes 1 and 2, Combo 1 and 2. So what it will do is you can, you can smooth the skin a little bit. It looks for skin tones, and you can choose the the brightness of the skin tones. You can choose, you know, light skin, dark skin. So huh. it smooths that, but it also looks for things like the the eyes. So it brightens the eyes a little bit, and it can also sort of spotlight on the face. So that you know, sometimes you know, when you're taking a picture, you want to sort of draw people's eyes towards the brightest part of the picture. So with portraits, you might want to darken the you know the the edges of the picture, but draw people into the face. And so this can do it very subtly. It's huh. a really nice feature, and I popped up. I took a picture of me and Gene at the uh, uh, Irving Penn exhibit uh, we went uh -huh. to a few weeks ago. And uh -huh. I just ran this filter because I found it by accident. I ran it, and it did a really nice job of the the picture of the two of us. We were actually standing in front of one of Irving Penn's backdrops, his actual cool. backdrops. And so yeah. we did a selfie, and then I ran this filter. And it just added enough, like a little kick to the eyes. And, you know, we smoothed the skin a little bit because the lighting wasn't that nice. You know, the the smoothing sort of compensates for the crappy lighting. But then it sort of um, darkened the edges a little bit and lightened our faces a little bit. And it, it just added a little subtlety. That's what I like about Snapseed. I know you're saying you're going off the deep end. With uh -huh. Yeah. Yeah. Well, sometimes I do like a lighter hand, and that's fascinating. I can't wait to try this yeah, and, um, and Snapseed, filter. Yeah. Snapseed is, I mean, I would love, you know, I endorse Snapseed <laughs> because uh, it's a very, very good uh, app for doing. Uh, I think I would, I would like to call gentle um, processing to your yeah, pictures. Yeah. You, know, you can go yeah. crazy. You can go over the line. It's uh -huh. fun. And there's nothing wrong with that. But if you want to massage the picture just very slightly, it does a very good job of that. So, uh, yeah, this this um, this podcast is brought to you by Snapseed. <laughs> by <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, yeah, you need to – can we uh, see a few of the pictures that you've done lately that you found um, – uh, the iPhone worked for you, you know, more than if you were carrying your your camera around. Will you sure? Yeah, I'll see. I'll, I'll see what I have. Yeah, we'll definitely. All right, I'll put up. a couple of mine up too. We'll, we'll we'll do the pictures of the we'll do cell phone pictures for the uh, for the uh, show notes. So hey, so yeah, we've talked enough. I think we got we got another one in the can. <laughs> cool. That was fun. Closing in on sixty. Sixty. Oh my god. Both in, in episodes and in real years, right? <laughs> Almost. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God the the show's aging faster than we are. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. I thanks for being able to come on in the last, you know, short notice. Sure, man. Yeah, no, I'm glad this worked out. This yeah. is super fun. And I think we're gonna try to come up with a more regular schedule. It'll probably be me a lot more because I've got a little bit more free time. But when we have you on, we'll we'll have you and we'll do uh i think we're gonna try to do twice a month so hopefully uh you'll be able to squeeze in some time for us sounds good yeah all right cool. yeah yeah so let's see let's go through the whole list of stuff <laughs> we can do. all right so you guys can find us at our website which is switch we're also on all the uh, most of the um, social media things so we're on twitter at switch the number two manual so switch to manual and if you're on Twitter, you might as well follow me at AM Rosario and follow Tom at, what are you, Witness Photog? Yes, uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. P-H-O-T-O-G. So 
follow both of us there. Also, um, you know, we want to try to build up our following. So can you guys tell your friends about us and follow on Twitter? So please, you know, <laughs> give us a kick. Um, we're also on Instagram. Yeah. Uh, I've, I've started up our Instagram account. I haven't posted as many pictures on our uh, uh switch to manual instagram but uh, our handle is also switch the number two manual on instagram um but i'm posting a lot of photo quotes so those are great and uh, tell your friends about us and follow us on instagram we're on facebook love us on facebook like us on facebook follow us on facebook we love facebook it's a you know it's the aol <laughs> you know of the new <laughs> days but we love it it's still a lot of good stuff on there um why don't you subscribe to our switch to manual flipboard magazine we're on flipboard uh, through my account, we put together articles that are relevant to uh, things that Switch to Manual uh, followers might like to read. So go to flipboard.com slash at amrosario. Uh, you'll find my magazines there, but you'll find our Switch to Manual magazine. So subscribe there. Flipboard is a great app that's on iPads and iPhones and Android devices. So uh, go there. And if you guys listen to us on iTunes, please leave us reviews and star ratings and reviews and any kind of feedback there it gets us up in the ratings and we're trying to build this show up uh we really appreciate it uh one of the ways you can support our show is um if you want to just give us like a one-time payment we can uh, a donation we have paypal buttons both on our show page and our podbean page and so any kind of chump change would really be great uh, another way to support our site is that we do portfolio reviews so if you want some feedback for some professionals about what your pictures are like and uh, you could send them to us. Uh, we have three or four different tiers, but we have a free version where you want to try us out. But basically, you send us your pictures, we give you feedback, and uh, hopefully, you know, your photography can get better. What else? Um, I haven't gotten around to sending, setting up our uh, print cells yet, uh, but I think that's going to come soon. I might need to be changing our website a little bit. I don't know. I'll talk to Tom offline about this, but... Uh, might have to change the website a bit to do that but uh that might be a way to support our site and i'm looking into maybe for the next the next couple of months trying to get a patreon account uh for those who want to support us via patreon so i'm gonna look into that so anyway as a reminder if any of you guys are interested in, in doing uh virtual classes you know email us at info at switch and uh, we'll start to figure that out and remember i'm doing a photo walk on october 7th worldwide photo walk at greenwood cemetery so uh, you'll find the links in the show notes and hey tom it's great hanging out with you super fun Tony. great yeah. job filling hey. folks in on where to find us great and uh and the rest of you will have to say um all right see you later adios <laughs>